Hey, welcome to the 173rd episode of the Daily Run, Season 1. Romans Chapter 14 is where we are, and we've been talking about controversies in the church and the issue of judging one another. And this is a big problem for people, and not in the world sense of, don't judge me, man, only God can judge me, and all that baloney, Um, but in the sense of actual... Um, judgment in the sense that God talks about. So we're going to go back. Uh, I talked last time about verse four, even though we'd already done verse five. And I think is actually, in hindsight, I'm actually glad that I did that because it fits in with what we're talking about this time. So uh, we're going to start at verse four and go from there. So he says, who are you to judge another servant? To his own master, he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, and he who gives thanks, he, uh, or he, let me say that again, he who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat, To the Lord he does not eat, and gives God thanks. For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and rose, and lived again, that we, or that he, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another any more, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or cause to fall in our brother's way. So there's a whole lot in there. But again, this is something I've been talking about the last few days about this issue of judging our brothers and showing contempt. And he says, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So all Christians are going to stand before Christ and at the judgment seat of Christ or what's called the Bema seat of Christ. That's where our, our works are judged. And it's, uh, I always like to say it's like a pie judging contest. It's not judging whether or not you're worthy of entering into the kingdom because we don't enter into or the kingdom of heaven or to, you know, eternal life. Um, we don't enter into to God's presence for eternity um, through our good works. It's through Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross for us, his substitutionary sacrifice on our behalf and our faith in that work, that receiving of grace, right? He he died on the cross for me. All that stuff we read about in Romans chapter four, five, four and five. Those are the ones. Um, well, and the stuff about us being guilty, which is the first three chapters. But you know that because you've been with us uh, as we've gone through this. So, um, the bema seat of Christ is where our works are judged, our deeds, our actions, our, what we did for Him. Um, it's where those things are, were done by faith, um, passed through the flames, um, and we receive crowns for those 
works that we've done for him, that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, he's saying, why, why are you judging and showing contempt, contempt for your brother? Let God be the judge of those things, you know. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You know, so why are you judging your brother? Why are you, why are you, why are you getting in this mode? And that's what people do, unfortunately, is we get in this mode where we get hung up on what other people are doing. And this is a common problem within the church. Churches often get to this mode where they stop looking outward, when they stop seeing the lost in the world around them, and they start getting hung up on the faults and failures of the people within the church. Now, we definitely need to be caring about each other. If I see my brother struggling, I ought to be wanting to come along alongside and help them, encourage them and such. I want that. I want my brother to be able to come to me and say, hey, Mike, I see this in your life and I think it's problematic. I'm concerned about this. I see the sin in your life and I want to help you. Um, those are good things. The problem is when it becomes condemning, when it becomes that attitude of, no one in this church is doing anything. You know, I had somebody say that to me one time. They came up to me and they said, Mike, nobody in this church does anything. And I thought, well, that's a really weird thing to say. But the person who said it was a person who had a heart for a certain ministry and a certain group of people. And in that congregation, most of the other people in the church were not on board with the, what they were doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it wasn't that they were all, weren't on board because what they were doing was bad. It just wasn't where their heart was. Other people in the church, their heart was in other places. And so the one person whose heart was for a certain people group was getting greatly frustrated because other people weren't on board with their ministry ideas. And what it led to was a judgment. And the judgment was no one in this church is doing anything. No one in this church wants to do anything. Nobody in this church cares about people. But that wasn't the case at all. And I knew it wasn't the case at all. It was because I saw things that that person didn't see. Because of my involvement with people in the church, I knew that there were people in that church that cared about a great many things and had their own little ministries that ministered to the kids in their school classroom where they taught that ministered to kids in local sports teams, that ministered to people that came to their gas station, that ministered to people uh, in their, you know, in their families, um, that ministered to people within the church setting, within the Sunday school class. But it's really easy when God places something upon our heart to be upset when other people don't get it. And it's one of those things that a lot, a lot of times I like to say, you know, God showed you for a reason. And that reason wasn't so that you can condemn your brothers and sisters for not seeing what you see. God showed you it so that you could do something about it. And sometimes we want everybody else to do something about it rather than doing something about it ourselves. And we end up falling into all these traps of judging one another. And the problem with this judging is not that we're judging, but that it's not righteous judgment. It's judgment based on our limited view and our and based on our own giftings and our own callings and our own weaknesses and our own convictions. And we start putting that on other people. And that's not our job. That's not our job. And again, it's all those judgments based on our limited understanding. 
we are judging based on our own experience and based on what we're seeing rather than saying, you know what? I don't see the big picture. I don't know what's going on. And so I can't make a judgment. And so what can I do? Well, I can encourage that person. I can exhort that person. I can come alongside. And so don't think when someone comes alongside you and says, hey, I see you're struggling with this and I want to help you. Don't think of them as judging you because they're not judging you. They're saying, I see something. I see something and it appears to be a problem and I want to help you. And they may, you may say, well, this isn't a problem. And they go, oh, well, it looked like it was. And you may later on realize that, hey, they were right. It is a problem. And I do need help. And you can go to them and say, hey, I need help. Thanks for offering. Um, but we need to be so careful about that condemning, that final judgment. And I think that that's maybe a, a way to look at it if you haven't caught on to what I'm saying. It's that final judgment. It's that gavel coming down saying guilty. Throw them into jail. Guilty. They are beyond reach. They are not a Christian. They are not a believer. Bringing down the hammer. That's the dangerous thing. The condemnation. The judgment. It's not saying, hey, what you're doing is harmful. It's saying you're worthless because you do that. You are not worth my time because you do that. You are not a Christian because you do that. You are not ever going to amount to anything because you do that. Those are the final gavel judgments. I don't have time for you. I'm not going to pray for you because you do that. You're not worth my time. That is the danger. That's the danger of the final gavel judgment. Those are the things, again, judging the heart of the man, judging the unseen things, making a final convicting judgment over them based on your limited understanding and your limited view of reality. Be careful, folks. Talk to you next time. God bless you.